Welcome back to the game, zombies. It is Wednesday, and you know what that means. Wait, fuck, it's Wednesday? Holy shit, it is Wednesday. It is August 17th, 2022, and in six months, we'll all be playing Dead Island 2. Al, how excited are you about Dead Island 2? There's more on the script. There's oh. More the There's more on the prompt. Right, I'm sorry. Uh, after how many years of development? <laughs> Wait, I didn't ask that as a question. Yeah, it's supposed to be more like, after, we'll all be playing Dead Island 2. Yeah. How long does it make take? How long has it taken to make that game? <laughs> like I swear, it's been. I, I yeah, listen, listeners. By the time this this episode goes up, there will there will already be a new story on a website about this. But as of recording, um, Wario six, not even Wario, yeah, Wario sixty four on Twitter reported that that Dead Island two day one edition is available for pre order. Then someone retweeted uh, Wario. Saying Amazon out here be look is is basically like the they mentioned that they're making so many games at at this point that they're they're starting to get up there with like the Walmart Canada I think but yeah um yeah on too yeah I'm pretty freaking beside myself I've uh I've been on many many a podcast where you all told me that I was crazy I've been in many a tweet thread where you all told me I was crazy. But you know what? Uh, there was a roundtable where I I I titled a piece of I titled some I titled something or I made a tag and and, and said roundtable Dead Island Two is never happening. Great and get over it. <laughs> and it fucking is, and it's happening soon. I just want to see game. We have we have images. We have stills. I want a trailer. I want to see that gameplay in action. I want to see. I know there was like a press release, but I really want like a full announcement trailer. Fucking go. Anyway, uh, that's just, not. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just imagining the uh, let's 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 fucking go in the way John Boy says it. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Let's go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I love, seriously, the best part. Like I, I, every time I watch his his breakdowns, I'm, I'm, I'm secretly hoping. Please let, let please let it be said. Please let it, let it be said. <laughs> Well, um, uh, what what is this? What 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 show is this? This is uh, the Weekend News podcast here at VGU TV. Sorry, I'm I was I was reading something. Um, you, I am your host, uh, Graydon Webb, joined as always by my wonderful co-host Alan Muir. How are you doing this evening? I am doing great. I was supposed to get the boost booster today, like a like yet another one. The one I've been I've been aiming to get for the past seemingly year. Oh. I'm up ever there si- with you. Ever since it, like my sister is the one who, who who's who's setting it up and then constantly who's setting it up and then rescheduling. Like I woke up, woke up this morning to see to see a message on my phone. We're we're contacting you to, to about your reschedulement or your reschedule uh, vaccine thing, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, I I have yet to get boosted, which like sucks because like I'm all for. I'm all for being vaccinated. Everybody should. And I am. And I still, I did still get COVID though. It was much better because of the vaccination. And now I'm not boosted and post COVID. It's like, am I even, am I currently protected? I hope so. I want to hope that there's something going on in me there, but uh, yeah, go get boosted. I'm definitely going to be making an appointment soon. And Yeah. And then we got to worry about that fucking monkeypox vaccine. Jesus Christ. Good Lord. Well, you're here. I, oh, go ahead. Things are so bad that I actually had to ask. I, I, no, 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 no joke. As my mom, as I had to ask my mother, was I, was I vaccinated for polio? Because <laughs> even that is coming back. Yep. Yep. It's, uh, it's all fucking, all fucking crazy. But you're here to listen to some fun video game news for uh hopefully not too crazy long but a little while with the two of us and um we're gonna begin as we always do with talking about now i gotta say there's an extensive list of games coming out this week like like a shit ton it seems um but alan and i have picked one per person out well 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 you actually i i I, I couldn't find I couldn't find anything like the last game I talked about when last time we recorded was Digimon Survive, and that has yet to I have yet to play it yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with 
I'm going with two, two things. One, one or one or two games that might release next week, or that are scheduled to release next week. And one Ooh. of them, one of them, I already know for for what, like for sure, I'm going to be playing. Mm-hmm. So it, if you want, I could just say which which one that is now. Yeah, throw them out. Saints Row. Hell yeah. Or is um, a lot of people on Twitter or on on social media saying Saints woke? Uh huh. It's so funny. It's so funny because we like to avoid uh, real problems going on in the world by pretending that they're a problem in for other reasons. Haha. Uh-huh. Don't put your girls in my video games. I just, I just, I just want to be a white dude with blonde hair and yellow eyes. Yeah. But you probably tell where devil, I was going. You, you the devil may cry. <laughs> no, I was going. I was going somewhere else, and I t- t- took a corner. Took a strange corner. <laughs> I just want to be a werewolf, and if that changes, I'm going to be real upset. I just want to be Goku. <laughs> I can now in Fortnite. You can, which is not in our news either. But just go do it. <laughs> it's just so bonkers. Like <laughs> you get, I was watching a stream yesterday. Goku, uh, John Cena, um, someone else fighting, sh- shooting guns at Darth Vader. Then Goku picks up the lightsaber. Starts using it. Oh god, <laughs> we're in the Elysium timeline. It's a weird ass world. Yeah, like Fortnite has fully become Ready Player One. Kinda. It's a better multiverses than multiverses is. I I can't speak on the matter because I've not played that game or Rumble. Rumble. It's not terrible. The multiverses showdown coming soon to VGU's Twitter. Follow it. Do we have a hashtag? We need a hashtag for that. Also, did you see that? Um... Uh, my face hurts, so it's hard to uh, talk. Hashtag MRS. <laughs> the um. Or, or if you want to get technical on it, because we had a previous Ultimate Roster Showdown. Hashtag MURS. Yeah, hashtag MERS, but not the disease. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the fun thing. No, did you see that they uh, released season one, or at least announced it, and it's got yeah. Black Adam and fucking a gremlin. Uh, sh- I was gonna say Strife, Stripe. Yeah, Stripe. That's his name. I can't stop. I can't think of any. I can't think of gremlins or anything like that without thinking of the cape, the Kim Peel sketch. I have to look that up. You, you're gonna laugh so hard that I, I don't recommend remember doing it. What, like looking that up right now. As oh shit! I do remember this one. Yeah. Isn't it like these are real things? All of this actually happens. Um, it ends with, or it's it's all these absurd. Like the way they present the 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 skit is perfect, and they end <laughs> and they end it like with like a. Yes, every single thing, every single like thing suggested was ended up in the actual actual. <laughs> right after Michael Key says, "None of this is going to be in the movie." <laughs> so good. Well, uh, what was what, your other uh, game that you had? Oh, um, the other game. Depending on, I'm probably I'm, I I doubt that I'll I'll end up playing this like next week because I'll probably be, uh, I'm going to be playing Saints Row. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Um, it's just a, this is just a fall, like a fallback. Uh, when is um? Oh, I'm so sorry. Midnight Fight Express. Yes, coming to Game Pass. Yeah, I'm, I uh, I think it was when Emin and I were doing the Players Club episode on the Steam Next Fest or the Next Fest and the idea Xbox demos. And Emin was speaking speaking the truth or uh, speaking like magic about uh, Midnight Fight Express. And after looking up some gameplay. I thought, or I was basically the Matthew McConaughey like cigarette meme. <laughs> Time is a flat circle. Or I'm not gonna. Not gonna... <laughs> I, I, was gonna take a, I was gonna take a pot shot at a certain subculture, sub subgroup. Oh no! That, that have uh, very wrong beliefs for for the right reason. <laughs> Dear God, <laughs> let's keep them out of it. Whatever, whoever it could be. But what what game are you excited for? My game that I'm excited for, oh my goodness, when I looked at this list, I audibly gasped, and I knew that it had a release date finally that was coming up, and it is tomorrow, and that game is We Are OFK, which... I've never never heard of this game. Have you really never heard of this fucking game? (laughs) Then somebody doesn't look at my Twitter, because I feel that I have talked about it quite a few times, Maybe I, maybe I haven't. Maybe I talk about it in my head a lot more than I actually do out loud. Uh, we are OFK. Hold on, I need to cough. Pardon me. Okay, for me, just as a quick thing, 
Twitter has become so toxic for me lately that I, I, it, it, I I've turned off notifications for Twitter, which is why certain like whenever I get DMs or something or notifications, I just I'm so so super late to them. I just I I get that you want it, want me to interact with the whole algorithm and all that, but not when it's the fucking worst shit ever. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's, it's just constantly toxic Twitter and it never gets like, better. I've fallen so backwards. I'm, I'm now commenting on YouTube videos, <laughs> except the the one I did, the the most recent one I commented on was, uh, player one versus the world, uh, strange cast about something we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, later on in the show. Oh, sweet. Um, well, to give you a brief overview, we are OFK is an indie game about a virtual band, kind of like the gorillas. Um, it's an interactive story, like in the vein of a telltale type of game that we would love. And it's episodic, I believe. And it takes play. It, it, it tells the story of how this band came to be. And <clears throat> platform is it releasing on starting? Someone's starting, starting to sound familiar. Uh, I think it's a PC and PS4, maybe just PS5. Let me find it again. I had scrolled up. Pardon me. Pardon me. Pardon. Linux, Mac, PC, PS4, PS5, and Switch. So everything but Xbox. Um, but yeah, oh, they call it a making of the band series and interactive EP because the entirety, like all the music, is like their album. Um, <clears throat> and. I guess my big thing about this game is I've seen a lot, a lot of completely unnecessary hate about this game. Um, the way that it was introduced, they did a song at the Game Awards, I want to say, two years ago, which was probably a part you skipped or went to the bathroom during. Not you, Al, but anybody. No, <laughs> like the, the proverbial like viewer. Yeah, it like it just seemed weird at the time. It was a... It was like watching a Hatsune Miku performance. Like you were just watching computer generated people singing a song you didn't know. Um, the song is or, actually. It's... Or in my case, just watching Smosh. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, whatever, whatever that is. <laughs> you still don't know what Smosh is? No, I, I, they've been around longer than VGU 2.0 has been around. I think they've actually been around longer than VGU in, gen like in general. Oh, absolutely. Smosh has been around since like 2006. <laughs> they were like one of the first YouTube channels. Okay, yeah, I'm looking looking at gameplay and this I'm digging this art style. Yeah, the art style is great. Honestly, the song slaps. Um, I was going to say it's on Spotify and I've been freaking uh, jamming out to that song, song for. I was going to say the song's name is Slaps. No, no. Um, I've loved it for months now, but like it's just it's very. Um, I don't know if like one of them is non-binary or trans or what, but I want to say it's got like LGBTQ vibes. Um, and it, it's just a very like mellow feel, but also there's like some emotional drama because it's a band. It's like a story of a band. And um, yeah, a lot of the hate that I've seen about it is like, why, how dare they make an advertisement for themselves or whatever. But like when I don't know any of the music and all their, they just want me to buy their album essentially, which is their game. And it's like, I, sh I, my evidence that I provide you of why this is okay. We have had the monkeys. We have had the partridge family. We have had big time fucking rush <laughs> for generations. People have liked media that, builds a fake band we have spinal tap <laughs> these are things that didn't exist before you had a movie or a show about them why can't a video game do it like uh, i'm so on board with this you're forgetting the the true zenith of the that 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 genre which one victorious <laughs> victorious is yes is also good perhaps the most like more messed up one that that out of uh, the entire medium yeah no, very true. It's just it, like these things bred uh, music that people ended up loving. So why can't this also like if you had a Telltale series that was about a band and made songs that you could then go and listen to in real life? Why the fuck not? I would love a Gorillaz uh, Telltale game. Holy shit. Oh, God. 
after I thought you I thought you were gonna say the monkeys, and I was got, I got, actually got legitimately excited because I was a big <laughs> fan. Of, like when I, when I was when I was a kid, I thought I thought the monkeys were the Beatles. Oh, like like I I, I didn't I couldn't put two and two together. Right. <laughs> That's fine. I'm sure other people did this. Some other people did the same. But um, but yeah, I guess my point is that the music seems awesome the idea seems great and it comes out tomorrow when i'm really fucking excited i want to say it's just like episode one though i think it is episodic uh but really it is i uh i noticed, I noticed it well before i uh wishlisted it um i saw that yeah five episodes five episodes cool and yeah they said that they were gonna have a next fest demo and then it never came out but the game is here so i guess that's fine and uh probably he's gonna hurt them though because people if people had a demo they would have liked it more uh but yeah does it say how much it is no it, it just says it releases like releases like uh like 20 uh august 8th, 18th 2022 okay well we'll find out in an hour and 40 minutes and uh yeah that is my game so shall we get to the news yeah <laughs> um so i have uh, the first story of the week, correct? Yes. Let me pull that mother up. Amazon leaks October release date for Tales from the Borderlands sequel. <laughs> Note from Al, this game will ruin the legacy of the original. It really will. I mean, I know I'm not like a... I'm an outspoken, not huge fan of Tales from the Borderlands, but I want people to get what they want. And uh, it's sad that it's going to go so south. I mean... I could say more like uh, this. I have a feeling this is okay. So before, before we, we, before we discuss uh, where, what, what place is this from? Oh uh, yeah. So this comes to us from Eurogamer um, by Matt Wales and pardon me while I cough again. God, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Anyway, Matt, I'll just, Matt, uh, wait, wait, th- uh, that name sounds, that's the name, that name, that name sounds so familiar. Matt Wales, he looks kind of familiar. No, I think I'm, I'm like I want. I just I remember. Okay, I'll while you're reading, I'll I'll think about it because I I think I that I know I've heard that name before, like in a pod like, during a podcast. Hmm. Well, yeah, do some searching, and I will read on. Uh so an Amazon listing they described it as fleeting, so it must have disappeared. Um, has provided fresh details on the new tales from the Borderlands the newly monikered Gearbox developed follow-up to Telltale Games Sublime 2014 episodic adventure of almost the same name. Oh, so it's actually, they're supposedly calling it New Tales from the Borderlands. That's odd. Um, So they suggested it'll launch for Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, 5, Switch, and PC on October 21st of this year. Wow. So I'm not playing it. That's really early. That's really early. I realized why why that my whale's name sounds familiar. He was part of IGN UK. Oh yes. And they would the American like IGN proper would. I think Greg Miller might be who I'm thinking of. Would I remember that they would joke about him like not in a harm like a negative way, but in a like we're having fun with this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they used to always talk about like the UK team back in the day. That was oh, those were the days. Yeah, um, but I don't know how. Like the fact that okay, so I may I may be the only one on the team, like the the, the staff who feel has them like I did. Like I wrote I wrote a piece about how playing Tales from the Borderlands made made me sour on Borderlands Three. Yeah, a lot of people felt that it was a better sequel than that was, and t- even though technically, um, like. Uh, Vaughn is the only. I mean, I mean, technically, Vaughn and Reese are the only characters from Tales from Borderlands that appear in Borderlands proper. As um, Sasha is only she's she only makes a cameo appearance via a photo on Reese's desk. And Fiona just has. To, there's no mention of what happens to Fiona, Gordis, or Loderbot. But just just the like it suffered from the the Telltale um the Telltale mistake. Or the, or the or the telltale error, uh, error as, I, as I look back on it, the telltale error where every no matter what you do, everything like your choices mean nothing. Yeah, which even though that began to change with certain like other games like Batman, 
and I can't say I, I didn't I didn't I never played Minecraft the the Telltale series. Minecraft actually, looking back on it, I want to say had a pretty good pretty good sense of choice. Like you actually would. I don't know. I really remember liking the way that it did stuff. But I know that yep. like even Walking Dead irritated people with like everything would just everything just culminated the final act of every Telltale game episode. It would be the same. All they would really do is crop out a person if they died. Yeah, um, like in Tales from the Borderlands One, uh, who is the character? Like, the, there's Reese, Vaughn, and another a third character, Fiona. No, 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 no. I mean, like in, in like on um on Helios One. Oh, it, not his boss, right? Oh, the 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 woman. Yeah. Oh, um, I'll, I'll find it. Okay, well, she she ultimately tries to take sasha sure um like i'll say like either yvette or yvonne i'll keep going you keep going i'll keep looking oh there is an yvette 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 that's right she like you you in the beginning of of the fifth episode you have the option to free her from the cell she's in and yeah it's more or less like during the stuff where handsome jack is trying trying to kill you and load bot yvette is um she takes one of the um, escape escape pods, and the entire time, th- throughout the entire episode, or the, the remainder of the episode, she's just saying that like, well, everyone else is in there, like we're in Pandora, we're we're part of a, a new, new group now, and like we're wearing different clothes and stuff. She's wearing the exact same thing, like no change whatsoever for that character. Mm. And then it could just could it could just be because I've it's been a long time since I played the game when like there. The, the one of the few things that like there are there are still branching paths in that game though like running into uh claptrap which i was totally blown away like the third time i played the game when i when i realized that he, you could you can run to him or have him be part of your um megazord <laughs> but yeah still they don't have the creative they don't have the creative team that telltale had they don't have the writers that telltale had oh how i they they for a period of time they had one they had one of the writers of what like one of the co-writers of one of the episodes because it was a writer it was a writer of Borderlands two and the pre sequel, aka Anthony Birch. Rest in peace. He's not dead. I know, but what's he doing? Uh, I think he's at Riot now. Oh okay. Like he, I remember like the um the halfway point in the in the series where uh, Athena gets uh, captured. Since it's like since it, it's at a point between pre-sequel and borderlands 2 mm-hmm. like there's just there's just so much about this game that i love and it could i could i could it's one, of, it's one of those games where i could play it for 20 times and still have a, have a fun experience with it oh so like god it's mighty big praise yeah and i mentioned to graden before recording that this was like the uh kevin Bruner who was a founder of Telltale, uh, CEO of Telltale at one point, was, or at least according to the No Clip documentary on Telltale, told, like, I, if, if I got, in the interview, in one of the interviews, or in, during one part of the interview, someone says, like, we did Walking, Walking Dead season one, and that changed everything, and then Bruner said, you just keep doing that. <laughs> and I realized, or, and I, I, I and this all, the only reason I'm bringing this up is I was looking up more stuff for the Star for the Star Trek game, the Resurgence game. That is a very you can tell it has elements of Telltale because it's Dramatic Labs is owned by or Dramatic Labs is a Kevin Burner joint. I see he owns it. Um, he has a hand in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin Burner, founder, chief executive officer, Dramatic Labs. Oh God. Yeah. Um, I don't think that this is going to be a game that. Will wow everyone. No, if any, if, if I think it'll disappoint people. No, like the highest, like the the, the ceiling. This game will. I, I guarantee. I guarantee it. This the ceiling for this game will be. Huh. <laughs> Not like Emmett when that um when it's during the, the thing that you keep you you thing you <laughs> kept you kept the thing that um his him just basically exploding. <laughs> At a certain thing, a certain thing getting uh, getting announced. I don't remember what what it is. And I quote, "That's the most buck wild shit I've ever heard." 
<laughs> it's so did, good. Did he, he actually he actually said that? Yes, quote unquote. Amongst and my other favorite. What? Where? How? Whomst? <laughs> so fucking good. I really hope Wolverine is good for Emmett. I hope I I, I well, yeah. I'll never forget that day. Uh is that all there is on Tales from the Borderlands 2? Yeah. Uh oh well well actually no, it's not. Um, I can just give you a, a small little bit of what we've heard about it. This just says this new game said to have been developed in how gearbox for quote many years will follow the same kind of template, but will focus on new characters and new, uh, Oh, and new characters and stories. Those characters, according to Amazon and it's now yanked listing will be Froger slinging Fran altruistic scientist, Anu and her streetwise brother Octavio as they quote, take a stand against ruthless crit overlords within the perpetually war-torn metropolis of Promethea. Kind of just sounds like the same as the first game. Um, well, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Well, Promethea is, I mean, it is, it's a location in Borderlands 3. Oh, so they're just doing it again, but in the new area? Yeah, um, Promethea is the area that, yeah, it's basically... I'm looking like I'm on the Borderlands 3 wiki, or no, I'm on, I'm on the official website, mm-hmm. and I, I forgot how much this game looks like a Telltale game. <laughs> yeah, that is basically like Pandora, but it has like it has buildings and it has yeah, it has has all that stuff. But I don't. This is not gonna end well. Nah, and then they're just gonna put in like a fan favorite character and be like, "Hey, he's here," and then everyone will think it's so it's so great to see him. But I hope that I mean, people think it's forced. Like, I don't... I mean, as I've noticed with my po- post-game thoughts with Al pieces, when I don't like a game, I really don't... I really hate it. <laughs> Note RE Resident Evil 3 remake. Yeah. I don't like... I don't like hating games. Like, I... This is supposed to be... It's supposed to be my... What... It's supposed to be, like, the... What calms me down, not what, what makes me agitated. Hmm. I think you're too hard on yourself about it. Yeah, we're here to be critical. That's that's when that's when I'm, I'm like I'm I'm literally stuck on my uh, sword and shield edit one because I I'm trying to I, I don't know if you know but there's a certain certain phrase used in the Pokemon community called Gen Oneer. Okay. Where if you complain about the recent games, you get called a Gen Oneer, which is equ- which is the equivalent of being called being called a boomer. Right, you're stuck in the past. Yeah, and I had I brought up like like I brought up the like with the story and stuff. I brought up, I didn't even bring up like I, I didn't bring up Gen, Gen One. I brought up Gen Two. I brought up um stuff from Hoenn, Domin- uh, Unova. Like I even brought up stuff from. Uh, okay, this is talk for a different time. <laughs> this is this is all this is all test test stuff for when we launched the VGU.TV Bitchcast. <laughs> Bitchcast. Coming to a a place near you. Uh, but actually, no, next story is a good story because it has has to do with Fallout. Ah. So leak. Uh, this this is from your gamer, uh, written by Victoria Kennedy. A bunch of new images have for the for the upcoming Fallout TV adaptation from Amazon have made their way online. Uh, the first set was was shared by a former Bethesda employee and. Like there's there's a Twitter there's some like there's a tweet with like the outside world can never hurt you with a uh, vault boy holding like a like a uh, a shield knocking uh, bombs off of it like bouncing off of it. <laughs> then there's a room with uh, like a a nursery room which oh that's not gonna end well. Then a actual like a real like a really good looking um looking like I, I'm getting the vibe that this this particular set will be used for like a like just use for like a this is and this is how this wall went wrong. No, oh. because like the 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 fourth uh, photo, or actually no, it's it's the one I just mentioned. It's a classroom that looks like anarchy happened, and the person who leaked it or who released it, it is um, a, it is actually Vault Thirty Two. So yeah, I this I'm so excited. I, I'm so excited. <laughs> I just can't hide it. Are you about to lose control? I'm on the highway to the danger zone. <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, yeah, I think this is. I think I'm pretty sure Vault 
uh, 32 is the one, like, Vault 32 is in um, New Vegas, and the, the it's a bit of a, um, if I remember correctly, um, Vault 32 was, as I said, in, in New Vegas, and that may have been the one that had a bit of a, um, I, I, Vault 32 might be the one that was, like, you're, you're doing, um, you're doing a quest for, like, some trouble, like, you're, you're helping with some radiation stuff. And you make contact with the group that are underneath where you are, which is actually like Vault Thirty Two. And while while um in the games they don't actually show what happened, like anything, uh, like they, they acknowledge the vault, but that's all there is. And that is all for me trying to uh, squeeze as much blood from this stone as possible. <laughs> I will say, scrolling down a piece about this Fallout show, uh, Kyle McFarland yeah, well, of Twin. Well, as Comic Lachlan, yes, yes, is a part of the show, and so is Wal- Walden Goggins playing a ghoul. Yeah, they're going to be great. I love them. Oh, I just gosh. might watch that show. All right, then I will take on this next. Oh no, this is a horrible story. This is a ter- terrible story. Nintendo investigating. No, no, no. Oh wait, what? Do you want me to take that story? Because I no. Oh, okay. I, I can go. Go ahead, Jor. Because you 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 claimed um one five and six. Or no one, one, no yeah one three and one three and oh god um I, listeners it took <laughs> it took sixty four episodes for us to really to truly screw things up. <laughs> we forgot which stories we were going to cover, which we do every single week or every single episode we do. Our system, our system has been destroyed. All right, so do you want to take it? Uh sure yeah. All right. Uh, feel free to take the next two. I'll take the I'll take the last one. Unless you want to do that one. Yeah, sure. Okay. So there's uh, some not so nice stuff going on in the Nintendo. And this is uh, this this is coming to us from uh, Kotaku by uh, Green. Can you say that name? Um, CC Zhang. Thank you. Um, yeah. So yesterday, Nintendo of America's president, Doug Bowser, uh, sent out an internal message to employees acknowledging the quote media coverage involving claims uh, made about the worker conduct. He wrote that we have and will always investigate any allegations we become aware of, and we are actively investigating these mo- these most recent claims. And he, so uh, Bowser, still weird to say, uh, <laughs> said, we have strict policies designed to protect our employees and associates from inappropriate conduct and expect full compliance with these policies by all who work for or with us, Doug wrote. We have and will always investigate any allegations we become aware of, and we are, we are actively investigating the, these most recent claims. So this was the same day that Kotaku published an investigative report about female contractors who had experienced sexual harassment while working as game testers in Nintendo of America's Redmond, Washington headquarters. The sources accused two managers who work or had worked at Nintendo of workplace misconduct. And the report described an internal workplace culture that was like a frat house, which Oof. that's that's starting to become the new thing. I oh, that's yes, that, that's part. we do hear that a lot. Yeah, I mean it's be, yeah, like the same thing was said about uh, Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. I think most of this has to do with the changing of the guard, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this is just super messed up. Yeah. Uh, Last November, Bowser condemned the sexual harassment allegations at Activision Blizzard as distressing and disturbing, saying that sexual harassment and toxicity run counter to my values as well as Nintendo's beliefs, values, and policies. So several days later, Nintendo updated its corporate governance document with a commitment to increase the number of female managers of the company to prevent this. Quote, please remember that our HR teams are here to support you, Bowser. If you experience have experienced, witnessed, or have witnessed anything concerning such behavior that is contrary to our standards of conduct, employee handbook, or company values, please immediately contact your HR business partner. And yeah, that is... God, this is just... I think it's very weird how this is a story. Like, the, at least the way this is written. Because it's like, it's really in-depth going over what's just a company email. Like, I, I understand that yeah, you should hear. There's two different sides to what I think should be the news story. Hey, there was sexual harassment going on, 
and hey they're like figuring it out and they they actually care but i think that it's so weird how the story is just like nitpicking every line of an email like if my job got this email like no one would want like no one would give a shit about what it said except for people who worked for it it just seems very odd they're all people just covering their tracks and being like oh we're gonna work on it we're sorry this happened we're gonna get it done that's like that's great i mean if you remember like the like 2020 onward like since 2020 even before that progress was like the the process of correcting these injustices we're going at a very slow tread yeah so i guess it is a big deal that they're doing it fast yeah like you had this you had the like the the stuff in the actual like games industry like the game like the gaming websites like that side of things and then you had you had stuff with press and you had stuff with the developers mm-hmm. and now, now it's it's just getting worse and worse all the time mm-hmm. and just now, be, uh, be nice to each other but yeah you want me to take you, us away from this yeah take us away from all this struggling to another thing that is struggling <clears throat> yeah um but a little little bit better than that last one uh final fantasy is final fantasy 16 right no 14 Fantasy 14 is struggling according to the producer so this comes from also cc jang at kotaku um so final fantasy 16's producer naoki yoshida was very candid about the current state of final fantasy um this comes from a recent interview with inverse which says um that the long running rpg series was not very adaptable to sea changes in the gaming industry stating quote in terms of whether final fantasy is successfully adapting to industry trends i believe the series is currently struggling we're now at a point where we receive a wide variety of requests regarding the direction of our game design oh wait hold on i read final fantasy 14 way too early i apologize that was in the url but this is just about the state of Final Fantasy. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. Wow. Sorry. So uh, this... God, I'm all over the place. Final Fantasy fourteen was originally known as a janky and generic game when it launched in 2010. This is true. Remember when nobody played that? Was Final Fantasy fourteen the one that like had one person playing it at one point? Um, not sure about that, but I do remember it being a joke. Or not, not like among the among gaming like fandom. Like the um, E3 2013, the two best like the two best friends play E3 2013. They there was there's a, a repeated um, bit where they would go they would have they'd have a camera at the um, Final Fantasy 14 kiosk and there's Ooh. no there's no line no no one playing whatsoever. Wow. Yeah, and as someone who has played a little bit like the bare minimum of 14, I have no idea what what to do in that game. <laughs> well i have a friend who got into it very late and, uh he swears by it says it's one of the greatest freaking things in the world i know a lot of people who talk about 14 like it's just incredible now um, i mean i mean i'm also the, pers- the person who got heavily into star wars galaxies star trek online lord of the rings online but you're single player salvation yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you betrayed us for a while no 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 um lord of the rings online um slaps actually <laughs> i missed that game lord of the rings and galaxies were, were that that was my pre sp salvation days star trek online though that that i that is the current that is the um as i call it the comfort game until resurgence gets shows up Ooh. because i remember um i think it was it may have been 2013 where they were trend announced or i think it was jack trend made a big deal about the um star trek like the kelvin game Mm-hmm. Like the one with uh, Chris Pine and Zachary Quino, and end up being not the best game mm. to the point where it's, it's not delisted. So <laughs> I remember that one. I think yeah, yeah, that's the one where yeah, you had to, I had yeah, had you make a purchase on my behalf. Yes, yes, that is. I hope it was worth it. <laughs> I I realize yeah, I realize I can never play that thing on my on my Steam Deck. Oh well, hey, you know what you can play. Maybe on the Steam Deck, a Final Fantasy game, yeah, and I can, I can play for fifteen, the best one. Sweet. Well, um, this goes on to explain that when Yoshida took the helm of uh, Final Fantasy XIV's producer, 
Um, it experienced a complete revival. The game is now spoken of as a rival to World of Warcraft, and the latest expansion was so highly anticipated that Square Enix had to halt sales to manage congestion. That is true. I remember that. We did an um, episode. We did an episode of the show where we, as I as I referred, like when I was back when we were still doing the joke head the, the joke headlines, <laughs> or or not we I was doing doing joke the joke headlines. I I just said uh can I, like or I must say Konami. I just said it or whatever. <laughs> um, no, just uh, Square Enix to, at or Square Enix to Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh, people, the pool is closed. Get out or go away. We don't. Have, there's no. The pool is closed. <laughs> Which that in and of itself was a thing I took from Castles. <laughs> well, now the pool is back open and it is uh, full of a lot of people. And so then talking to him uh, that says his belief is one of the reasons why he's taking Final Fantasy sixteen in a darker direction than most Final Fantasy games. This is his belief that uh, the series needs innovation. So it says he seems to be trying to set realistic expectations for this series, which he's previously done to explain the lack of Final Fantasy 16 updates. Quote, to be honest, it'd be impossible to satisfy all those requests with a single title. My current impression is that all we can really do is create multiple games and continue creating the best that we can at any given time. Uh, he also went on to speak positively about Final Fantasy XIV's potential longevity as a live service game. Quote, I want to keep making sure that Final Fantasy XIV will be fondly remembered by many as a fun game. Oh, remembered by many as a fun game that gave them the best gaming experience. I also want to make sure that it will remain in operation for decades to come. And he then finishes it by saying, I believe the essence of a job is getting paid to do what others find troublesome. So... I guess this uh, struggle doesn't really worry him that too much, but he thinks he's got a plan, which I guess is release a bunch of games and <laughs> throw a bunch of games at the wall and see what sticks. Does this I, worry I, you? Well, actually, this I don't know why I, why this, this of all things caused me to do this, but I just looked up Pernobu Sakaguchi. Okay. Who is the creator of Final Fantasy. Oh. Like, he directed the first five games. Mm-hmm. And like he's basically the reason Square or why Square made it like Square made it to the Enix part. Ooh. Like he was like he he even worked on Super Mario RPG. Like oh wow! Like if there's a if there's a Final Fantasy uh, game that is like from Final Fantasy one to Final Fantasy ten two, he was and that this is a period from 1997 to 2003, 16 years. Wow. And I noticed that he or he made or he was involved with uh two of my favorite favorite or one game is my favorite, one I haven't gotten a chance to play yet. Uh Blue Dragon, which he formed he formed a, his own company, Miss Walker Studios. Uh Blue Dragon, which was which has has the has like designs by done by Akira Toriyama of Dragon Ball fame. Oh. And Lost Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Which I that game, I can't. That's like the game is the closest we'll ever get to perfection. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think Final Fantasy needs to go on a break. To be, to be honest, yeah, it's got Assassin's Creed syndrome. Yeah, like like the whole thing or Final Fantasy, and it's just it's it's ironic that both of them are under like are part of the same family, sort of. Uh, Life is Strange was in a very similar position to like with Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy, what what that was with Square. Life of Strange was with uh, Don't Nod, and I, I'm using the the former pronunciation of Don't Nod. <laughs> like for both respect, like for each respective developer, it was it was going to be the, the last game. Oh. Which, like that's why it's that's why it's called Final Fantasy. I really hope my mic didn't pick that up. No, I didn't hear anything. Okay, well, uh, uh, just warning, listeners, there might be some explosions in the sky. Oh no! Yeah, it's that time. We're doing this again. Yes, we're doing this in August. <laughs> because nothing says America like fireworks in August. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but as I said, or as I was saying, Life is Strange was in a, was a similar thing with uh, Don't Nod. They were, if that game failed, they were most likely going to go under because Remember Me wasn't, didn't do well financially. So, yeah, maybe just, like, I do look... I'm not the biggest fan of uh, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, spinoff titles, mm. but maybe try some like 
experiment with taking the Final Fantasy IP and going into, into different like waters with it. Try new things with it. Like make more things like Stranger in Paradise. Yes, actually, I'm actually serious. I'm actually I'm, I'm in agreement with with that. And I don't care. I, I you could it could, be, it could be sarcasm using a sarcasm. I'm completely serious. No, I mean I I thought that like I it's weird. I kind of stayed out of that whole news cycle. I don't really know how if it was actually trash or it was just badly received because people didn't want it. But like, do more things like that. Like Kingdom Hearts did a lot of interesting things with like mobile titles a rhythm game like they they at least tried new genres and like final fantasy really doesn't they do chocobo oh, okay. mario kart uh stranger paradise lands in fourth for the worst selling spinoffs uh yeah the the only spinoffs in to tell the sale the sell less digitally in japan are chocobo's dungeon the crystal bearers chocobo tales well <laughs> we tried let's go home boys yeah, the game sold uh, like b- between PS4 and PS5. The game sold forty-six thousand copies in the first week. Uh. And there, I mean, the, to be fair, this, the game I'm gonna mention is older, but it's still a Jack- it's a Japanese game. Uh, Neo Two has sold as of now to or as of February tenth, uh, two point five million units. And Stranger in Paradise or Stranger of Paradise is basically the near, not that not near. Uh, Neo of Final Fantasy. Neo sucks ass. There, I said it. No, it doesn't. It's a, <laughs> it, it's it's a good game. It's just very non not that accessible to newcomers. <laughs> you know, know what? I I'll give know. it that. <laughs> I, I am the resident uh, Soulsborne hater <laughs> instead of the resident resident Soulsborne fan. Or mm-hmm. let's just say I have the more I'm, I'm most experienced with them staff wise. But um, yeah, this is just I didn't think that or I, I got the feeling that Final Fantasy was struggling based on like people just cracking wise about it. Hmm. Are you cracking wise? And um, I didn't expect it to be this to, like at this point. But again, then again, they have made what over 20 games, close to 30 games. Yeah, they made a shit ton of games. Maybe or, like how many, how many Mass Effect games were, like, were there when, when the game when the, when the franchise was shelved? Uh, four. Yes, actually, no, <laughs> no, no, no. There was like there were maybe some. I think a mobile game. Yes, there was. Yeah, but the, like mainline, there were four. There, there were four mainline Mass Effect games, and then it got shelved. Final Fantasy got made it as profit, like profit wise, has done well ninety five percent of the time. And I don't know. Um, a good thing happened though. I held. Uh, I almost almost get buried. Lead. Uh, Graydon, what what has been teased? Um, sorry, gotta go back. Ooh, a Helldivers sequel has been heavily teased. Y'all remember Helldivers? Yeah, I, I bought that game on PS4 when <clears throat> Matt and Josh Mobley got it, and were like, I was like, hey, can I make some content with y'all? With y'all? I didn't, I didn't say it like that. <laughs> I just bought. I I I think it was a PS Plus game at the time. It was. Yeah, and I got it, or I I I acquired it. And was I just basically just waited around for the invitation, like, "Hey, do you want to play this game?" Never came, and uh, yeah, I never played it. I did see um, good. Th- I did see like game- I've seen gameplay of it though. It looks very fun. Yeah, I remember it. Um, I I don't know if I ever played it, but I remember that people liked it a lot. And it came from well, first of all, this story comes from uh, Gamespot Moises Taveras over at Gamespot. And uh, Helldivers comes from Arrowhead Game Studios. And um, yeah, does it say when that game came out? I want to say 2015, 2015 on PlayStation and PC. And uh, yeah, so the studio posted a TikTok uh, It says this morning. And it, it kind of is just like a what's it like in a to do? Oh, what's it like to do social media for a video game studio? And they kind of uh, do like a morning routine type of video. And it shows off a folder called Secret Arrowhead Game Project in their desktop. And then uh, it goes into like, hey, let's check in on the community. And then it's just overlapping a shit ton of tweets about like, where's Helldivers 2? And uh, I guess the internet is now linking the two. (laughs) So sounds like a pretty good 
that's that's a heavy tease like this says and um yeah then this says to make things more interesting a helldiver sequel just so happened to be included in the now infamous and repeatedly correct nvidia geforce leak that's interesting um this year alone major sequels like kingdom hearts 4 and dragon's dogma 2 which appeared in the leak were confirmed to be in development lending a lot of weight to the teaser from arrowhead so yeah i think we should do some kind of helldivers video in response that sounds interesting because or this this whole thing sounds is very interesting because we see like while we do get these types of teases for certain games it, it just reminds me of that like the current state of wrestling right now like there are wrestlers who are just who are now with the now with any company big companies who are posting like tw- teasers like uh like one was a wrestler posting a a picture they took with another like that was taken of them and another wrestler who is currently with WWE. So the entire all all of Monday, I was just waiting waiting for this wrestler to show up, and nothing happened. <laughs> so that's that's like the that's the that's what could happen. This could <laughs> lead this could lead to to just a, a entirely different game being announced, and everyone will lose lose their minds and yeah. way, saying saying you teased it, you teased it, you teased it. Where is it? But um, speaking of, I can't think of a segue. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of segues, segue. Um, open world Iron Man game was in the works for years at Just Cause Studio. Oh my God! Really? The game would have allowed players to fly anywhere and punch people, punch people through walls, and was reportedly canceled around 2012. This comes to us from Gamespot. Actually, I, I, I I'm Eddie Mackage. I'm just gonna say that. Hmm. Because I said what I said sounded very terrible. Yeah. I think you went the right way there. I'm gonna delete I'm gonna cut that. So <laughs> uh yeah, just cause developer Avalanche Studios were was developing an open world Iron Man game years ago. According to the studio founder Christopher Sunberg, who revealed this in a new interview. Sunberg, who left Avalanche in twenty nineteen, told Minmax that this game was in was in development for a couple of years. And it would have allowed players to fly anywhere and punch people through walls with Iron Man's repulsor gloves, at least during one phase of the development. And Sunbergs said there were so many, many great people involved in the Untel game's development. However, it'd be canceled for unspecified reasons in around 2012. It would have been great, I'm sure, Sunberg said in the in the interview. And the game had been rumored for quite a while, and this is now the first. This is the first time that it's been re- addressed. And then there. Do you remember the Iron Man games that that followed the movies? The the what? The um remember how Sega had a hard line on the adaptations of like the the video game versions, the video game tie-ins of the video, like Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. Yes, I remember that there was a uh, some some mediocre ones, right? They were all mediocre. <laughs> Uh, yeah, an Iron Man game from Sega was released in 2008 alongside the Robert Downey Jr. movie, which was followed by another Sega game, 2010's Iron Man 2, and then 2013's Iron Man 3 from Gameloft. However, two years ago, Iron Man, the Iron Man VR game came out, and I imagine it was fun for those who had VR headsets. <laughs> um, Sunberg, after, after, after leaving Avalanche, founded a new studio with, I think, the coolest name. Called Liquid Swords. The studio is now developing a new IP with Unreal Engine Five, and the the fo- like there's a photo that's that's like a built like a a glimpse of a city like a city built in Unreal Engine, Unreal Five, and looks breathtaking because it legitimately looks like looks like an actual like real world building. So um, yeah, the Disney Marvel show- game showcase is coming up on September September 9th, and Blessing from Kind of Funny is uh, hosting it, which is just what on him like he should he should be doing more like people he should uh, he's, 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 he's kind of funny he has success mm. uh avalanche studios though they are developing a new xbox game called contraband they are i'm quite excited for it little very little is known about it though so mm. i don't know what you're, i don't know what you're, I, don't know, I don't know what you're excited about what are you, what are you excited about we, don't, we, uh, know, we know nothing we know nothing just the vibe of it looks cool from that from that reveal trailer i it got me excited it did it did what it needed to that's fair. That's fair. All right. Do you want to blow through Pokewatch? And then we don't have any uh, rumors this week, right? We'll just briefly touch on your featured story. Uh, yeah, I I honestly, I was making I was making work on the doc last minute because I by the time I 
was putting together said doc i was eating dinner ah that's fine we're kind of we're getting so, to the point where we could go long uh i, I can actually just some of some of, some of the first one uh pokemon Ar- arceus chronicles coming this fall in netflix Ooh. it will follow ash uh it'll follow ash go and i want to say yeah um go ash and uh dawn from the Sinnoh games or from the Sinnoh series and this is this is more or less the the, the marketing like this like the like it's because because the west gets everything so late this 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 um like this mini series actually aired back in january of this year because as you can probably tell from the name and the way the characters look it's the take on it's the tie in to the legends Arceus game and it actually has a real has a like a really cool moment where uh, Krogunk takes a like deflects a hit from Dialga, which I think uh, Dialga and Palkia are the are Pokemon that control space and time. Okay. And the fact that or no, I know I'm not sure if it's Dialga or Palkia that or if it's actually Arceus, but yeah, that's not as big as this massive Pokemon hack that reveals um, a bunch of Pokemon. So uh, Gen Nine, the the generation of Pokemon that can well. well I'm sure I, I'm sure it'll be marked down as killed by hackers or killed by leakers. Uh, so at Central Leaks on Twitter revealed considerable info about the Pokemon types, added evolutionary stages and character designs. They did not they didn't they didn't try to just like say this this Pokemon is called so and so, this Pokemon is called so and so, this evolves into so and so. Some examples include Parakeet, Chili Pepper, Ostrich, Engine, and Dark Dog. And I'm I'm just gonna include this in I'm probably just gonna include the, like these images if they're still up on Twitter, um, on in the site, like on the site post of this podcast episode. Because yeah, there is we're running late on the on this episode and we need to wrap up. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, we need to talk about this. <laughs> uh, Life is Strange Four rumored, uh, potential details and protagonists revealed. Have you read this story? I have not. Okay. If rumors are to be believed, I forgot this. Comes from cbro.com from Noah Dominguez. Um, if rumors are to be believed, Life is Strange video game franchise's fourth fourth main series entry could revisit original protagonist Max Caulfield. Wow. Okay. So uh, how? Where are we getting? Like what's going on with the, with this one? Yeah. 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 Okay. So this was um, submitted to the Gaming Links Rumors subreddit about two weeks ago. She's a professor at an art school. And her powers have been upgraded so she can travel to alternate timelines and use that to solve mysteries. It also follows the choices you made in the first game. So but Chloe can make an appearance if you kept her alive. And the, the story spoiler is that the basis of the said story is that she's investigating the murder of a friend slash student of hers. She steps between realities and ends up finding her friend alive in the alternate timeline and uses that to solve the, the murder. There will also apparently be other people with powers in the game as well. Uh, the first half of the game is supposed to be amazing, but not, but not the second half. Hopefully they'll fix it before release, though. And I'm just gonna re- repeat what it says at the top of the like at the top of the post. I have no real proof that this source is reliable, so just assume that that, that there's a 99% chance that this is uh, bullshit. Like so, this is, this is all coming from someone who's tested the game. So a similar thing happened with uh, Life Strange Two Colors. And ironically, it was on it was on the, the game release and uh, game release and rumor subreddit where they mentioned the the there would be like that tech tech nine would be working on it. Steph would be Steph Gingrich would be the the main like the main character returning from the, the games, and the the title character or the the main character would be an Asian American woman named Alex who could see colors representing people's emotions, and this all had. Like, and this all happened like February of, of of last year, and then Tech Nine and Square Enix and officially announced True Colors. So yeah, I I don't know what know what to make of this. Yeah, I would take this with the biggest fucking grain of salt in the world, but it's very exciting to hear. I mean, it would it would very much like bring like I, as soon as I read that it would involve like her like uh hold on. Hold on, I just gotta take care of someone. Uh, once I noticed, like, once I saw that they were, like, the whole power alt, like, the power-up, so to speak, I automatically 
thought of the comic, which uh, pe- people at uh, uh, d- don't nod like they the two creators, uh, Raul and Michelle. They have I think either one of them or both of them have said that the game like like everything in any like everything is canon. So like every time if you like in in uh, Life is Strange Two when it says it asks you what you did like what you, what you the main choice of the first game there there's that effect. Whoa. Like there's that moment at the at the end of the first first episode or near the near the end of the first episode where you see Ar- Arcadia Bay and I I swear, swear to God I I just I recently just ordered um the first volume of the comic just just so I, just so I can actually have it in physical form and I think there though if if it is Deck Nine making the game I have a feeling they'll insert or they'll bring in the character that meets Max and. The character of who? Oh, um... Or did I hear that all wrong? No, no, you, you heard... I didn't elaborate on the character. Okay. Because I haven't read the comic in, t- in its entirety. So, the character is... Uh, uh, Tristan, who... He... Like, have you read the comics yet? Uh, no, not yet. Okay, so... There's a character named Tr- Tristan, who can... He... I'm trying to remember his power. Okay. He 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 has the power to phase in and out of reality. Oh wow! And he, like I'll like I'll I just, I just added a uh, photo of his look. Okay. And he he's he's sort of a plot device that's used to, to help Max find her, like her Chloe because in the first the first arc of the comic book Chloe is like they're they're fading in and out of like they're they're going through different uh, points in Arcadia Bay like. One minute there, or one one moment there, there it's all ruined and everything. Like every, every, there's just ruins. Then the next moment, um, like they're in uh, Chloe's house and her mom is there, totally alive. And it's it's mainly like phasing into the, like the different multiverses where Chloe is alive and then ones where she's not. Then there's and then there she Max ultimately uses her power to go to a multiverse where Chloe and Rachel are and she kind of slips in through that um that terror reality or that that uh, multiverse multiversal terror and lies of every like lies about her her like where she 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 her and chloe were still friends but she didn't know until a certain point that it wasn't her max it was a different max and the this the point where i had to stop reading because i just couldn't, couldn't afford to keep up with the book anymore uh, Max, Rachel, and Chloe were were going on a um, tour, like a tour, because Rachel got the part of uh, she got a, she got a um, like a like a stage stage uh, role and as a traveling one, so she had to that 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 to travel. And the issue I read ends with like Chloe's like prime Chloe is and is like eating at at a um, somewhere, and next moment like. It cuts cuts away from her for one for like for one bit. Second bit, Tristan is there. It is it is a great comic. Yeah, I gotta finally just buck up and give it a read. Yeah, because I I'm a pusher of a this comic. Like I I I I bought I gifted it to you on yeah uh, di- like digitally. I I gifted it to Emmett digitally. So uh, it, yeah, um, I stink, but I'll get around to it. I promise. I will read it very, very, very soon. Oh, and at a certain point, Alex Chen shows up. Oh wow! Yeah. So in uh, the comic, that's awesome. Yeah. Or no, it's not. She doesn't, she shows she shows up, but she's not part like introduced to the to the, the characters. She shows shows up in like a, it was she showed up near the end of the comic. So it was it was like like this thing this thing is ending, but we're gonna have a new character debut, and you'll you'll learn more about her. So, huh. well, should I take us home? Yeah. All right. Oh, also, I just wanted to briefly say that uh, one of the uh, additional stories at, attached to that was that Sean Mendez has been penned as an executive producer of the Life is Strange show, which um, is super weird. I think that show's happening. Like, I really don't think it is. Yeah, I. it's been in hell for years, right? Yeah, it's... At one point, it was going to be a like a TV series on series on Hulu. At another point, it was like 
a lot of people, everything, everyone just wanted the like the announce the the Switch announcement that the series would be going to Switch. Like they wanted that that style of animation in this in like as Life is Strange series, which would be would have been great. <laughs> well, hopefully we get it, and maybe his connection is through actually through the music because he does kind of have that sound in some some regard to life is strange type music but we shall see um as for right now i'm very sleepy and i thank you all for listening to another wonderful week in news uh my name has been graden webb this lovely person's name has been alan muir thank you for joining me as always no problem hopefully we can maintain an actual schedule of recording podcast episodes (laughs) I hope so. I mean, we did the, the the relaunch, and then I fucked it up the next week. But uh, yeah, we should be able to keep this going. Let's let's hope so, because you're fucking. As we did this, uh, Players Club 106, I think, or 109, went up on our YouTube channel, and it's just like One, wow, 109. Wow, you guys are way ahead of us. So I mean, you're there doing was wonders. There was a period where we were like like neck and neck with players club yeah and then and we just like just we just like fell down into a ditch and died because emmett holds himself accountable emmett like always pushes to make that work like i don't you guys have rarely missed a week and and we miss a lot of them so (laughs) but we try we're gonna try to really kick it into high gear we're gonna make it to 100 episodes i swear to god um this one i didn't even say what this was was this 70 no this one was 64 64 oh jesus okay oh we got a little ways to go um but yeah thank you for being on the journey with us and uh yeah as i always say just be good to each other and we'll see you in the next one and as the outro be kind (laughs) this has been a vgu.tv production for all of the hottest hot takes and other opinions on video games music and a lot more tune in to vgu.tv